Check, check. Wipe, check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Micro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday, January 23rd. It's 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Get and Pro Taper is on the air. Glendale Supercross this weekend, the first Triple Crown of the year. Triple Crown. Triple ga- Crown Fever. Yeah, more gangbangs. Can't wait. 702-586-7857 if you want to talk about... Glendale, you want to talk about Anaheim 2, you want to talk about Triple Crowns, you want to talk about uh, MXGP Series, whatever it is, give us a call, 702-586-PULP. We are going to give away uh, a pair of tickets to Glendale uh, this weekend as well as a pair of FR5 boots from the folks at Fly Racing and some Pro Taper tie-downs. Welcoming JT and Anton on the show today to talk some Supercross. And you people, of course, too. 702-586-7857. Thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. From the Formula Helmet to the Evo gear to the FR5 boots that we're giving away today. Fly Racing's got you covered head to toe. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, just some of the guys were in Fly Racing. And they're absolutely fantastic company. Great products as well. So please check them out. They've got anything you need. they got mountain bike stuff. they got watercraft stuff. they got snowmobile stuff. they got motocross stuff. Uh, whatever it is. Fly racing, they'll make it happen for you. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Maxis Tires, Alex Ray, using Maxis Tires out there in Supercross, as well as AJ Cantanzaro. Developed by Jeremy McGrath, Maxis.com, mountain bike tires, trailer tires, light truck tires, that kind of stuff from the folks at Maxis. I also want to thank the folks at Get. Uh, JGR guys work closely with the folks from Get. Uh, a lot of world championships from Get as well. They're composed of three product families. Uh, the CDIs, the two-stroke EFI ECUs, and four-stroke EFI ECUs. The electronic units are plug-and-play, and they come with two maps. Specifically developed by Get R&D Department, the RX-1 Pro is the ECU-specific for four-stroke application. It works perfectly on standard motors. Also, with racing exhaust, it is the best solution in case of, uh, in case of engine modifications to maximize overall performance. Uh, furthermore, Get presents a new hour meter collection, the new six-years lifetime vibration-sensitive hour meter, and the innovative Smart SOS, which is both a settable SOS alarm and a wireless hour meter all at once. Get revolution by technology and Pro Taper since '91. Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components. Through ideas like the one-in-one handlebar and the micro bar, Pro Taper, Pro Taper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Rockstar Husky, Geico Honda, JGR, Chad Reed, and multiple riders out there put their trust in Pro Taper. So thanks to those guys for coming on board the show. Uh, we got some lines open still, so appreciate you guys calling in. Let's talk some triple crowns. Eli Tomac, is he back? Well, 
for Triple Crown format, if he doesn't get the starts figured out, he ain't back. It'll be a struggle for him this weekend. And why does Glendale always have such an awesome track? Big stadium floor, great dirt, good whoops always. Glendale is a hidden gem of tracks for some reason. But to be honest, the first three have been really good. So uh, I don't have much to complain about, and that's odd for me, of course. So taking your calls, holding things down in the corner over there, the... Tits Legendary Tits, what's Yo, up? Yo, Steve. You are going to Glendale. This... I will be there. And I'm looking forward to it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I usually go to one race a year, and this is the one that we like. Are you going to talk, try to talk to Geico Honda's Ryan Dungey? Uh, I think it's better if we just, you know, keep our distance. That way I can just admire from there. I don't want to, you know, come in and have him be like, oh, right. you're that guy, and right. then yep. it gets awkward and the whole deal. What's your feelings on Triple Crowns? We're a couple years in now. I was really excited. This was actually part of the reason why we decided to go to this race is because it was a triple crown. I think the format is the most spicy, you know, with the three different yep. starts for each of the guys, yep. and you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, it so should, I like should, it. should be a good time. Let's get JT on the phone if we can, please. Uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing coming up shortly here. 702-586-7857. Let's go to Tony. Tony, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Stevie. How are you? Good. What's going on? So I want to choose my words carefully because I think, you know, uh, the political climate and the world we live in and all the hate and the Dylan Ferrandez bagging and, you know, all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. I, I, what I don't want to talk about is the Christian Craig racing incident, but what I do want to say is as he is a friend of the show. He's a friend of yours. He's a kid. You look out for him. Good guy. you got to get him to stop his vlog. His vlog. Have you seen his vlog yet? No, I've not watched it. I, I, I haven't. Uh, you you got to, as a friend of his, you got to tell him, focus on the bike, get off the blog. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to be a jerk, and I want to choose my words carefully, but it's really bad. Not just bad. Why, right? why don't you like it? What do you think? Well, if you watch it, you know, you can tell, obviously, his wife is bored, and she's like, let's do a vlog. And so he's like, yeah, fine. Okay. But, between, you know, I don't think anyone really cares too much about their kids going to sleep and what their kids are kind of doing in the pits. I mean, you know, A-Ray's vlog is good because he's a goof, you know, and he right. says funny shit and he, and he does cool stuff. I mean, A-Mart's got a vlog out now. I haven't looked at that one yet. But the, the Christian Craig one, he's such a likable guy. We all want to like him, right? Like, he's a cool dude, but the vlog is horrible, Steve. It's horrible. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, the, the, he he's big on family and, and all of that, so they're pushing it more towards family people or people who like to yeah. watch kids and wives and stuff like I don't know. I haven't watched yeah, it, but keep, you know what keep, I mean? Like, you got to keep you gotta keep that on Nickelodeon, you know? That well, family, look, I got... I got kids. I got three kids, but like, right. I come for the motocross. I know, but to each, to each his own, right? I mean, I'm with you. Like, it's not something I would probably want to watch. I haven't watched it, but I would like I probably a Ray's vlog more. I would just be knowing me, I, and you I, know what I mean. So, I get it, but quick, it's not for me. Maybe I don't know. Agreed. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna like it. You're gonna hate it, and you're gonna have to tell him so. But as a friend, you might want to watch it. <laughs> give him a give him a little insight. He's your friend. You know, it's like the friend with the booger in his nose. You gotta tell him. Right. You just gotta tell him. On a side note, Monday you guys are talking about filthy Phil. You know what? There's real money in this for Phil. Rather than have JT's like VIP tour at the live show, I would pay 700 bucks to drink beer in the stands with Phil and a couple of his buddies. Phil could do a whole Phil experience and probably make a couple grand every show. I mean, he needs the money. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. He could use you know, money. Yeah. That, uh, that, oh, that would be that would be amazing. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Okay. All good points. I'll get with Phil on that. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. There, there's, right. there's cash in that, man. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> Thank you. It. Appreciate it. Uh, Tits, how much would you pay to watch with the races with Phil and hang out with Phil? 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I like I like his attitude, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always going to be throwing jabs out there and stuff like he that. He will. Yeah, so, he, he yep. will. He will keep it real for that sure. That would be very fun. Uh, we'll, we'll get with Phil. We'll see if that can work out. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please check him out on the web. Like I said, Zach Osborne rode very strong this weekend wearing Fly Racing. Uh, Blake Baggett rode very strong, even though with the fall early on to uh, to. Show some real speed for the first time this year, probably. Uh, well, Anaheim one was good too. Uh, he wears fly racing. And speaking of fly racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Just what we need more VIP programs. Yep. Yeah, we'll get right on that. It'll, well, mm-hmm. we, what we need more of uh, podcasts, moto podcasts, or, or VIP programs? Yeah, both. Let's do both. <laughs> um, all right, Glendale. First stop, Triple Crowns. Um, where are we at on Triple Crowns a couple years in now? I like him. I've liked him from the beginning. I would be a fan. And, and trust me, this is coming from a perspective where I don't have to do extra work. I don't have to spend extra money for more bikes. I don't have to buy more parts. I don't have all the stress that the mechanics have during the day. I don't have to race three times like the riders do. This is just pure entertainment for me. In that aspect, I love it. I'm all in. Let's do a bunch more. Yeah, I feel for the mechanics as a former one. Um, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot. It's not much time to go between the races. So I feel for those guys. And, you know, we haven't seen – it's coming. But we haven't seen a guy miss a Triple Crown start. But that'll happen. I don't know when or what, but the lack of time between these and a big crash will – Yeah, Reed missed one. True. His, but, but that wasn't from – yeah. Uh, yeah, his so, bike broke. His bike broke, um, yeah, sitting on the line, right? His engine broke in one, and they couldn't get a fix for the next one. Oh, I thought he was sitting on the line. It was leaking oil. I believe that was it was oil everywhere or something. Well, I mean, I he, he missed one because of a mechanical. Yeah. Like, it would have not been a problem otherwise. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's going to happen more because uh, there's not much time. You talk to all the riders and teams, and they're like, dude, you come back. A rider sits down, briefs with his team, has a sip of water, sits there for a little bit. Time to put your helmet on and go back to staging, yeah. you know? As a rider, I would have loved it. Um, I, I think the you know the main event is very difficult you know cardio wise, but honestly, on the next day after a Supercross, other than getting up balls early to go to the airport, I wasn't really tired at all. So I think for me and, and my racing, it would have been better because it would have worn some guys down. The third one, you can definitely see guys are laboring like they're they're struggling in the last one. Um, I I like pushing those guys and and getting everything out of them. Um, but, yeah, I don't have to deal with, like I said, I don't have to deal with any of the negativity. I, I just get to sit there and be a fan and enjoy it, you know, almost like football, like football games that, you know, the players complain about 16 games or whatever uh, because they have injuries and all this stuff. I don't have to deal with any of that. Every Sunday I am amped for a football game, you know. So just from a spectator and trying to grow the sport, I think they're awesome. Giving away a pair of tickets to Glendale on the sh- on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show today and a set of tie-downs and FR5 boots as well. Uh, Chris Bloss wore these things down under. Uh, it's a mid-level boot from the folks at Fly Racing. You guys came out with this last year. Uh, what's been the response? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's a pretty competitive, uh, pretty competitive market there. Um, but all we're really concerned with is having a great product, and we feel like we – uh, over deliver in that price point with our product, so that's kind of a mantra we have in every product. And uh, yeah, we got it. We got it right again. Um, what's the dumbest take you heard this week for the Ferrandez Craig incident? What's the dumbest take you heard or got tweeted or? Um, a guy DM'd me and asked me to throat punch him when I saw him this weekend. Throat punch Ferrandez. Yes. Yeah. 
okay. like I had any interest or you know any part of anything. Like I like I was super angry about it or anything. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's taking a little ball. That's taking a little far. My yeah. My yeah. favorite was the guys blaming Craig. Craig left the door open, going you know that fast around that turn on the outside of a turn. Uh, Craig should have checked up. What exactly should have Craig have just gone in that corner and grabbed his brakes, gone into the main race line, because that was the main race line, and grabbed his brakes? Really? Really? It's Christian yeah, Craig's I fault? I think the, you know, blaming Craig is, is preposterous. It's really a really bad take. Um, the only thing you could ever say was, you know, could Christian be more aware there, you know, and leave himself an out? But to blame him, I think is silly. I, I just I could understand if someone was on Ferrandez's side and said, "Hey, you got to know somebody could come up the inside there." Blah blah blah. That wouldn't be my perspective, but I could I could at least understand that as like, but, "Hey, anytime you got to go, you go yeah. outside. You got to know someone could come up the inside." But at the same time, Ferrandez has got to understand that Craig's already committed. You know, like yeah. he, he's coming off that berm full full noise there, and there is no out for him. So it's it's kind of both of them understanding the situation, right? And and the guy's in front. He's he's ultimately leading. It's Ferrandez who's behind him and can judge situations and knows gaps and times and everything else. Christian's looking ahead. Right. You know, he doesn't even know Ferrandez. Ferrandez caught him pretty good too. Like I don't even know if at that point Craig knew. Hey, Dylan Ferrandez is behind me. You know what I mean? Like well, he was coming. I think but. he knew he was there, but at, at the same time, so. Christian Craig's line, he's going outside to rocket off of that berm, and he's going to accelerate hard down that straightaway, right? So basically there's two things going on. One, for Christian Craig, you, you give up a little bit of time landing off the finish line, and then you gain it all back on the straightaway because you're accelerating. Where Ferrandez cuts the corner short and gains a bunch of time, which is what created the problem, hit that time gain going into the corner. But then all the way down that straightaway, he's trying to turn still, and he has no traction because he's basically coming from a near stop and that cutting the corner short. So it's a little bit of a yo-yo there. And if they don't hit, Christian Craig probably pulls back out another 20 feet going down that straightaway. But it was just kind of the way that corner was set up. As Ferrandez could make that time up, he would have lost it back had they not hit. But it was just the right angle where they kind of came together there, and obviously we saw how bad that went. Or if Christian, if if uh, if they're closer, and Dylan dives to the inside, Christian pulls out of the berm early and rockets right around Ferrandez because he can't stop. Ferrandez is going yeah, into the mechanics yeah. uh, board, right? There, into the into the mechanics. Yeah, I think if if so. Ferrandez is closer as well, Christian doesn't go to the outside. Yeah. So there's a lot of ifs there, um, but you know a big part of it was caused by Ferrandis being a little bit further back. That gave Christian a little bit a sense of false security there. Yeah. And the only way for Ferrandis to make it go poorly was to do exactly what he did, which is just cram it in there where there's no room. You know. I, so there were there were a lot of things all at play to make that thing go as poorly as possible. It's like it was like the worst case scenario of anything that could happen. I haven't looked at the track map yet, but what's your thoughts on Glendale? Of course, the big the big stadium floor. We mm-hmm. it's always been an epic track, good dirt, all of that. What what do you see this year for twenty twenty Glendale? So uh, yeah, as you mentioned, that's a definite talking point. This floor is massive because they can push the bleachers back, and it goes all the way back to the actual end of the stadium on the one end, and uh, so they, they can get creative. And many times over the years, we've seen this track kind of cross over itself. Um, and I don't know why that is. It's just something they like to do. They like these horizontal uh, straightaways that don't really, you know, they cross over the start straight a bunch of times and have 180s. 
Uh, we just seen that year in and year out. Last year was no different. And we'll see that same thing again where the start straight is crossed five times this, this weekend, uh, which is a really high number. We usually see once or twice, but five times is pretty crazy. So there are two long rhythms, which will be interesting because even on paper, I couldn't really decide what I think the, the main line will be, and it's usually pretty apparent. Um, just studying, you're like, okay, that's what everybody's going to do. Maybe they can do this, but they're almost, you know, 99% of the people are going to do that. And I couldn't really figure it out. So uh, we'll see how they build it. But it was, um, it seemed like they tried to make the the jump lanes a little erratic as far as just a a very obvious line. And then uh, one whoop section. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. They can be, you know, pretty easy. Or we've seen big ones here in the past um, that have taken you know, taking guys down in, in past years. Um, but the uh, the one last thing on the track, too, is it's by far the longest start we'll see all year, too. Um, it, it stretches from the very end of the stadium all the way to the other end. Um, so it'll be the longest start of the year. And what that means, I don't know. Um, I will say, though, a talking point on that start, um, one thing that uh, you know, Blake Baggett had sorted out in, in past years. I don't know if they're doing the same thing this year, but in past years, they had set their bike up where he could start in second and basically just rev it to the moon in second. And when everybody went to shift, he would still be accelerating and he would gain a little gap there. And that was a pretty, pretty strong, um, you know, technique point for them, why they were getting good starts a lot of the time. So at a track like this, if they're still doing that, which I don't know, uh, they'll be forced to shift, right? So any advantage he could have had there where he didn't have to shift on a shorter start, he will have to shift. Uh, so just something to watch. It, it could be irrelevant, but it could matter, too, because we saw him. Uh, he obviously started right at the front last week. Uh, we're giving away a pair of tickets to Glendale, 702-586-7857. The third caller? Third caller to 702-586-7857. Thanks to the folks at Feld for that. Giving away a set of tickets to Glendale this weekend. So as JT said, one of the longest starts of the year. I would look if it, I again, I, this first, I have not even looked at the, tr- at the track map since they were released in November or whatever. Um, Hondas. Hondas, long starts. Just oh, look. yeah? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got a guy over okay. there that's pretty confident of that. So we'll see. I don't know if that'll work. You think but. that's... You think that's ECU, like over-rev, or yeah. what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I don't know. Transmission gearing, uh, over-rev, okay. yeah, not not really sure, right? Like, but right. And, and who knows? They could be full of shit, too. We'll see this weekend. But Brighton yeah, and Roxon, you know? Specific, so, yeah, that's a pretty specific thing to know you're going to be better at. They usually have a pretty good handle on it, if, yeah. they, if that's the case. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch, for sure. I, uh, I, I don't take everything I hear from these guys on teams as, as, as gospel, but certainly uh, I heard that. So we'll see. We'll, well see what happens. You know what I usually see, like, so you know how much, you know, Adam and Kenny uh, test together, right, or, or ride together, whatever. Usually you sort things like that out from doing a million starts against each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that could be an area where Kenny's like, you know, like he's good out of the gate, but if it's long, I can I can accelerate more than him or I don't have to shift when he does or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, Tomac had an amazing ride to Anaheim, and it's great, but if he doesn't figure these starts out with these triple crown, he's done. He. This is this is like we could see another seventh eighth place guy. Uh, his starts have been that bad. They've been that terrible through through the first three rounds. So he's got to get this thing figured out. Yeah, I mean the starts are definitely critical. But I would I would ask you to go back and look at what lap he had got into the lead, and he probably would have already gotten there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. See, it was early, right? It was early, yeah. but. Uh, 
I don't know if you can bank on that for three times. Well, yeah, you know? look at St. Louis, right? He right. can't start like St. Louis. That's just not going to happen. He would have probably gotten like seventh, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I just don't, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. Uh, we gave away tickets. We're done. Okay, so no more tickets, everybody for Glendale. Thanks to uh, uh, Phil for that. I don't know. I wouldn't like his odds of doing that three times when he pulled at A two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I don't like it. I mean, yeah. to me, I just don't get it. Like, I understand if you can't hole shot like Kenny does, or, you know, I, I get it if you're just not a hole shot master, but you've got to be better than what you're doing. You're getting great gate picks. You're putting yourself in the best gates. There is no reason why you shouldn't be starting, you know, somewhere yeah. between 5 and 10 is not an unreasonable ask. On a factory bike with his skill? No, not at all. Yeah, that's not what I, I mean. That, yes. that skill, that talent with a good gate, you yeah. know, and the gate yeah, is yeah. really, really critical, too. Yeah. You know? No, I'm with you. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Um, Three guys that I think could make it happen. Uh, last year's Moto Concepts team, uh, Brayton, Mookie, Freeze. Look at those three guys for this Triple Crown format. Obviously, Brayton is on Factory Honda now, but that's when I think of three guys that could benefit from that, I, I think those three. I think so, too. I wonder about Mookie, though. Um, I, his starts haven't been great. No. And he hasn't shown the Mookie speed we're so familiar with. I, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if he's if they're trying to focus on 21 minute result or I don't know what the difference is. But he hasn't been overwhelmingly stronger for a short amount of time than longer. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that'll help or hurt because he's he's finishing inside the top 10. Everything's good, but it yeah. hasn't been like you know. I haven't watched a race and said, oh man, if the race was only you know eight minutes, he would have been much better. I I like his fitness this year. That's for sure. He looks strong. Yeah, do yeah. you think he sacrificed anything though? I don't know because of that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, he just had a, a shock explode on him, and he had to throw <laughs> the frame away. Um, he's he's had some big ones, right? And, and, yeah. And, and maybe he's just like, you know what? I don't want those big ones anymore. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna back it down twenty percent, ten percent, whatever it is, and, and try to try to just survive this Supercross season because I don't blame him. He's had some crashes. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's still got it in him. I mean, that pass at St. Louis in the heat race, heat race was. <laughs> you know, unreal. Yeah. That was like highlight, highlight real stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't. Se- we haven't seen the the heat race, Mookie. You know that that was his, kind of his thing, and we really haven't seen it so much anyway. Like yeah. one pass there, but it's not like he's going out early in the main events or early in the heat races and, and going out and leading laps or anything. Yeah, you know? a lot of his a lot of his Mookie fever moments have not been in the mains. They've been in heats or, or practice yep. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. So uh, let's get to some phone calls here. First up, Will wants to talk about. Christian Craig, Will, what's up, man? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What do you want to talk about, Christian Craig? Hey, Steve, first-time caller. Um, yeah, how did he bounce back from that? I mean, you think uh, you think that takeout and all this drama and stuff's got in his head, uh, or do you think he goes out and he smashes it? It's a long whoop section. He rips well, in the whoops. He's got one career win, and it's at Glendale, right? Um, I, JT and I differ a little bit on this, um, uh, Will. I think, I think he's going to try to get Ferrandez back and – I, who knows if the opportunity is there, but I think if it is there, he's going to do it. JT, you don't think he rides like that, and he doesn't. But to me, uh, I think he might take a shot at Ferrandez, which could affect the race. Because he's out of this thing with two DNFs in a row, you know, obviously. So uh, what do you think, JT? I just think it's going to depend on – it's going to be really situational. You know, practice, no. There's no upside to that, right? For me, when you want to pay somebody back, you want to – make it count, right? You want to, for Ferrandis going for a championship, if you're really pissed, which I, I don't know where Christian Craig's head is, you know, obviously only he does, 
But if he really is hell-bent on getting for Anis where it hurts, you want to do it in the main event. And to me, the way this plays out, he's going to get a shot because Christian Craig's a great starter. Ferrandis is not. Ferrandis is faster than Christian Craig, which means most times he's going to have to pass Christian Craig in these main events, and he probably will. So, you know, there's going to be an opportunity when Ferrandis is coming to pass him. Anytime that Ferrandis goes to the outside, that opportunity is going to arise. So only Christian's going to be able to make that decision in the moment. It's going to be a split-second decision, and you know, how dirty does he make it? How blatant does he make it? Does he even accomplish it? You know, there's a lot of things that can happen in there. And I also would add to that, uh, the longer this thing goes on, I think the less chance there is of it, just because time kind of has a way of healing, you know, hard feelings. Um, But I I do think if Ferrandis has to pass Christian Craig in the main event this weekend and he goes to the outside, I would not be surprised at all to see some heavy yeah. contact there. Yeah, I'm with you. If it doesn't happen in a few races and we, maybe we go, we start going east or whatever, then, then it's over or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hey, Will, do you have a bike? Uh, I do. Yeah, What's... 18 RMZ 450. Oh, RM Army like JT. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Congratulations to both of you guys. Uh, Yellow, blue. JT, you still, you still have your RMZ? I do not. I turned it back in at Anaheim 1. Oh, you did? So okay. Oh, so it's oh, Chris Wheeler will actually be riding it here this week, I think. He has to do some sort of photo shoot or something. Oh, okay. All something right. Has yeah, yeah. Are you back on the Army? I don't know. It's frozen here right now, so I haven't really haven't really even reached out yet. Okay. Um, right. I don't know. Huh. We'll see. Um, our Will, do you want a set of FR5 boots or Pro Taper tie-downs? I know that may seem like a dumb question because the boots are much better more valuable, but maybe you like your boots you have and you want tie-downs because these pro-taper tie-downs are pretty bitching too. So it's not as dumb a question as you would think. What do you want, Will? Um, I think I'll go with the boots. I appreciate oh. that, Steve. Uh, okay, no problem. They're great boots, FR5s. I wore them at the uh, Fly Racing 2020 gear intro. Uh, I love them. They fit really good, broken quick, everything else. So stay on the line. We'll get you those boots, all right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. No problem. Uh, I got a question about Alex Martin from Chris here. Chris, what's up? You got a question about Troll Train? Chris, you there? Yeah, Troll Train. Hey, so Troll Train's bike is like, his forks are like welded solid. His shocks like welded solid. How do they not know to to fix that, soften the bike up? It was like, it's like he was riding a BMX bike out there. I mean, don't you feel like they would know what they're doing with Supercross stuff? I mean, I know that's your opinion, and Troll did struggle in the whoops, but he's also, you know, four feet high. So Stiffer, stiffer yeah. whoops is going to help you in big whoops, though. So it's kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. Yeah. Like having, having brutally stiff suspension in big whoops is actually the best solution for it. That's why he, probably why he went so stiff. Yeah, I just I, I hope that they can soften that bike up a little bit and because he would ride it a lot better, you know. All right. Well, I think I think what you're what you're saying about riding it, I think I think they were probably overcompensating for the whoops. If the whoops right. would have been much smaller, he probably would have went much softer on the on the track. But I guarantee you, for him, just because I you know being the same height or close to the same height as him, I dealt with this problem all the time. The whoops were such a big deal that your race basically hinged on success in the whoops. So he was he was making that a huge focus with the bike, and then he would just compensate everywhere else. You know what's funny is he, he didn't look good on TV on them a few times, but I saw him do okay a few times. I'm like, yeah, he's got these. Like he's, he's not pulling guys, but he's not losing ground. He's staying the same as many of the top riders. But then there were other times where it was just garbage. So, you know, uh, for the whoops, I'm, I'm saying. So, he, yeah, he'll, yeah. Fi- he'll figure it out. Thanks, Chris. 
Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be it's a struggle for I'm two guys like I'm obviously on the troll train, but him and Moseman, I'm just kind of waiting. Like, yeah, well, if Moseman could stay off the ground, he'd be fine. Yeah, uh, Moseman's fast. He just crashes yeah. every time he goes out on his bike. Tyler, what's up? Hey guys, I have a uh, triple crown theory. I've been thinking about this for a while. Why can't they offer points per race and just break it into thirds so at the end of the night it still comes out to the same or add a third more points since you're doing three main events, gang bangs, whatever you want to call them. So instead of 26, you're at 33 points overall for the night so that the guys have a reason to ride and ride hard throughout each main event. I got your last part. I, I, you lost me the first one. So what do you want to do? You want to add, because we already talked about how they can't be 26 points of main. I, I'm with, I'm right, with right, right. Right, right. I'm with those guys on yeah, that. Yeah, so eight or, like eight or nine points for first place per main. Oh, so okay. It's not so like yeah, a huge point differential, right? But it still gives you a little bit. Yeah, but how are you going to do, because you got 22 guys. So how are you going to do that all the way down the line? Do it by ones, or you know, after a certain point, you don't make certain. You don't. So you run you out of one. Get the bonus point uh, for yeah. the uh, top you, guys. Listen, Tyler, you didn't think about that point, did you? <laughs> I, um, I, um, I missed that point. I, I'm I, okay. I'm with you. Like, yeah, we've seen some guys check up at the end of these things because they they kind of all settle down and they know what they're going to do and everything else. Um, so there probably is a happy medium between awarding 26 points three times. And adding just one 26-point win, all right? So you're 33 points or 38 or whatever whatever right. it is you said. I'd be down with that, JT. What do you think? What's the downside of the way they're doing it now? Just because you, sometimes, I sometimes you don't. I don't think it gives enough motivation per race. Like Chad, even Chad said, you know, we're going out there putting our lives on the line for three main events, and it's the same at the end of the night, instead of, and, and they end up doing more laps. So I think that they should be rewarded per race. If it's going to be a main event, quote-unquote, it should be treated as close to a traditional main event as possible, in my opinion, especially where these guys are such head cases. They want to be in that mindset and that mind frame. They should be rewarded accordingly. Yeah. But your results still count. Well, it's, it's not still, like no, they're no, just but, like, oh, but, yeah, well, screw but, it. We're just out here. No, we're no, one no, of the but, three. But, None of this counts. But, you know, Chad's like Chad's point and other riders' points are like, we do, we're doing more laps. We have th- two more extra starts. And it's all for the same point total that we normally get at a race. And then we've also seen, JT, guys kind of just check up and roll around in the last one because they know they've got the overall or they've got this settled or whatever. So you're, not, you're, you're missing some racing, you know, like Eli's mentioned that a couple times. I don't think times. you can claim you're missing racing. You just said you're getting more laps. You can't well, you're, say you're, you're missing you're, racing. You're, you're, you're getting guys that are just checking up a little bit because it's all settled. So... You know. And the inherent risk is higher because you're pushing harder since it's a sprint. So by the you time the third main event pushing, rolls around, they already know left. where they're at and they're not racing. Well, in the other main. So, so all right. So, JT, you're not in favor of that. Leave it as it is. No. Okay. I'm, I'm good with all it. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Uh, Blake, Blake, you want to talk about Christian Craig again? Yeah, sorry. You guys already touched on it a little bit. You know, we've been saying Craig probably owes Dylan one. Um, I'm curious if you think, like, John Gallagher or Feld would do anything if he retaliates, kind of like Chad Reed got in trouble years ago, like the black flag for his, quote-unquote, retaliation on Trey Kennard. Do you think if Craig, like, comes back and, you know, cleans him out or something, that Feld gives him a black flag or gives him, like, a penalty or anything? And if they do, how do you think, like, Geico would handle that? Well, I think I think you would treat it if it's a T-bone. You would find them and whatever. Uh, if it's a hard block pass that leaves somebody on the ground, like um, you're not going to do anything about it, right, JT? 
Just, yeah, I think you know normal rules would apply. And, yeah. and the black flag thing, the black flag was the single worst act by an official yeah, in a race that I've ever seen in my entire life. So for them terrible. to do that again, you're not going to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very surprised that he kept his position after that, that whole deal. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, if Christian Craig goes out and makes a blatant takeout, he probably gets penalized. Uh, you know, I, it, I think the only thing saving Ferrandis is that they don't, they don't think he was going in there trying to take him out, you know, because yeah. it, there wasn't really any motivation for him to take him out. But I think it would be very hard to make that argument if Christian Craig takes Ferrandis out. It would be pretty transparent what he's trying to do. Yeah, so basically normal rules. If it's a, a hard block pass and leaves Dylan on the ground, then go on. But if it's a T-bone, a – Alessi on Tickle or Freeze on Pike or any of these other ones we've seen over the right. years. Then Barsha on uh, Bowers on Barsha, you know, like that kind of stuff should be fine. So cool. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully they let him race. No problem. Thank you. And that's another one, JT. That that was a, you want to talk about another terrible call, DQing Bowers for. I mean, it was aggressive. It, uh, he was getting revenge on Barsha for the Monster Cup, um, and it was but a DQ for that. Like what a joke. Again, another bad call. Yeah, it's just uh, I think we've seen a pattern of decisions in the moment and the decision maker um, not not exercising all of the uh, tools at his disposal. Yeah. I, I very much against having a one person decision maker in that position. Well, especially when John, who John Gallagher, who's the official, is a little bit of a hothead. It's no. That's what it, I'm saying. It, yeah, like, it's, 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 I'm very much against that whole process, given his temperament yeah. in that situation. I'm not against it if it was me. Because I'm super smart and calm and reasoned, right? You know, but yeah, I'm against it if it's. But strong. I think it should be a panel, even yeah, if you have yeah. a smart person no, to I get agree. different perspectives. Right? Well, it is now. It is now. Nothing gets yeah, done. No, I know. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think that's the way it should have been a long time ago and should be moving forward. Uh, Brandon, what's going on? Yeah, um, no, it's a little bit off topic, but I was just thinking about when you had like Shorty sacrifices the car race for Toby Price, like in the you know in the Dakar on the KTM. And then you look back at, like, Anderson basically, like, you know, uh, taking out Reed to protect Dungey at Vegas in 2017. Yep. Do you ever see, like, the Japanese manufacturers kind of getting tired of this going on and never seeing them? They already are. They already are. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but what are you going to do? And you know what? And there's going to be gas gas soon, I would think. And so – like I've I've talked about this. Uh, thanks for the call, by the way. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm I'm so torn, JT. Like, like I get it. Like I hate it. I hate that Anderson rides a KTM and and bag it. If if they change the gas gas, it's gonna be KTM. I, that's so lame and so dumb. And you know they're running around talking about their titles at Husqvarna and all this. But on the flip side, and Anderson's riding. You know Anderson's riding for Dunge and all this. But on the flip side, they're investing in racing. It's more jobs, more money spent. Like. You know the Jap- like Kawasaki, for example, and I like the guys at Cowie, but what have they done? They, they 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 hired two riders, and that's it. There's no works parts given out. There's no team support. There's nothing like that out there. Uh, Honda's got the MCR guys. You know Suzuki's god awful shell of what they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like good for those guys for investing money in the sport because the Japanese guys aren't doing it. So I I see both sides, man. Yeah, I uh, I don't blame. You know, um, the KTM guys, you know, I mean, they're on record as saying that they want more motorcycles to have more motorcycles to beat the Japanese with. I mean, they're literally on record saying that. So their intent's pretty clear. And really, if you're one of the Japanese manufacturers, 
I mean, you basically have to put your money where your mouth is and fight fire with fire. I, I don't know how else you're hoping to def- defend against it. I mean, they're they're going to have yeah. ten ten riders or more here pretty soon. You know, right. against what you're two. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? So I've had a Japanese, a high up guy at a Japanese team, tell me like, we're sick of those guys. Like that's bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. Well, okay. How you how do you fix it? Go yep. go well, get I, go give Koi Gibbs a bunch of cowies or Hondas or whatever, you know? Yep. I remember that year the Dungey won, you know, at the end towards the end of the year, it was basically, you know, go try to go try to do as well as you can for Blake Baggett. That was this was the order, but definitely don't mess with Dungey and definitely <laughs> stay out of Dungey's way. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have that many riders between Anderson and Baggett and all these guys all making sure that they don't get in the way of one guy and then they're racing like hell against the other, you know, it's it's a really difficult yeah. situation to to fight against over 17 rounds. We have Shad on line 5 and then we have a guy named Reed on line 2. Shad and Reed are on there. I do know a Shad Reed. <laughs> Shad, what's up man? How are you? Pretty good. Uh, ironic this question is about Chad Reed. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Um, hey, what's his game going to be? I mean, you know, it's a triple crown, so there'll be sprints and uh, his his fantasy, you know, uh, is at an eight. But uh, you don't think his last three races were uh, a result of some pressure at home with uh, personal issues with his wife, or and no. and they resolved those, so J- it might get better. JT. Uh, no, I think his results are, are a result of him not riding pretty much at all before the season. That's and that, that don't have to do with him being there for his wife and not having her breast implants removed. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, okay. I don't like Chad for Fultmax fantasy this weekend. I know he's an eight. You said, right. Is that what he is? I don't, yeah. I yeah. Um, his, his two things, his starts haven't been there and his speed's not there. So that's a deadly combination for a triple crown. Um, he doesn't have the raw speed, and he doesn't have the starts right now. So uh, I know eight is fine, but uh, remember, when you pick your Pulp Mix fantasy teams, you're going to know everybody in the main event. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, yeah. I already realized that. I learned that lesson the hard way last year. So. Right, right. I mean, honest, uh, honestly, Shad, it, it's pretty simple. Like, he, he just didn't ride a lot, you know. Part, part uh-huh. of it was he got hurt at Paris, right, he, and then – he didn't have a contract at all. He didn't have motorcycles at all. Uh, he didn't have a race truck at all. So he didn't really have anything. So there wasn't really any urgency on his side to go out and put in all this preparation. And then a couple weeks uh-huh. before the season, they got motorcycles, and then he went riding a few times. I, I think he rode like four times before Anaheim won. So it's just the fact that he, you know, I think he went into this thing thinking that, oh, I'll just go have fun, and, and it'll be cool and no big deal. But I think he's struggling with the fact now that riding around an 18th is not very much fun. I think so. I think he's a little bit torn. Um, but with him, I do mean, you it's see just... him... go ahead. Sorry, do you see him turning it around? Though, I mean, yeah, he ain't going to be you know a top five guy every week or anything. But do you see him at least being a top 12 or something? Um, he can if if he really wants to get serious and ride during the week and train. He absolutely could. Um, there are there's still time for him to turn this around you know it's not going to be next week but it could be a month from now or two months from now but that's going to be up to him whether he wants to go put the work in during the week because going into Anaheim too he didn't ride at all you know so 
he's going to have to make that decision for himself as where is he at mentally and physically and does he want to go put the work in to change that 18th into a you know 10th or whatever he's whatever he's capable of moving up to and and only he can really answer that i guess thanks chad yeah. thanks for the call man yep yep thank appreciate you. it uh before we let you go jt i want to bring in swap moto lives antonovich michael antonovich what's up bud how are you Hi, boys. How are you guys? Hey, so JT, JT, we had a good question on Monday's show, and, and I can't. I want to get your opinion on this, Anton, because JT's getting into it a little bit on Twitter with these people, and, and we, need, we need your opinion on this. So a guy wrote in and said that he would love to purchase a jersey uh, with you know, all the team logos on it and, and you know, all the sponsors and everything else, and JT said, well, that's great, but you've got to work out individual licenses with everybody, and, you know, and, and then the jersey needs to remain a certain price, even though you've got to pay everybody a certain amount of dollar and everything else. But, Anton, that's a good idea, right? Like, let's sell it's replica. a great idea. Right. Are we that? There we go, and JT. It's a great idea. No one thinks it's a bad idea. Well, you kind of shit on it. You kind of shit on it. How to execute it? I mean, flying to the moon in my truck sounds like a fantastic idea, too. But I, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to pull that off this afternoon. Please don't, oh, yeah. totally, don't make a moon trip in your truck to save <laughs> some race jerseys. No, and I totally get it. Uh, because, like, if you look at the NFL and stuff like that, I mean, look at any NFL game. There's people in replica jerseys. But the hoops that they have to jump through, it's what? Two things. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's, league, that's apples to this oranges. This is way yeah, different. Yeah, 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 that, this is but, way different for them. But it would be cool. And we have to get over cool. that whole, like, uh, making fun of people that wear jerseys to the races. Yeah. Well, you can't tuck it in. I'll always make fun of you if you tuck it in. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, I'll tell you one thing. So, so Fox did this a few years ago, and I actually bought one. I bought a Roxon jersey, and I bought a Dungey jersey, and I had them signed just because I thought it would be cool to have them. But even on those jerseys that they sold at the races, it was just their jersey with their their font and print on the back. It didn't have Red Bull. It didn't have every you know handlebars mm-hmm. and all this other stuff because of all the the issues that I said before. Do you think that that's why that AST thing is partly one of the reasons back in like the early two thousands that that thing didn't do so well is because of all the litigation and stuff that you would have to jump through? Um, I would be guessing, but just because I, w- I wasn't close to that at all. Um, but I-, I do think it would be very challenging to get everything done. And and keep in mind, an NFL jersey is really expensive. So now mm-hmm. you're you're going to crank that price up pretty high for a moto community that I, I don't know. Maybe it would support it. Maybe not. Um, listen, it- it's it's not a it's a great idea. It's not a bad idea at, at all. Um, we've talked about it several times, and you know, Schmack Steffens would be the one that would have to oh, really pull it off right, well, because he has relationships with all these people. Just another thing we can blame Schmack Schmeffens about. Well, and every time I brought it up, he's like, "Yeah, I'm all for it," but you know, their X, Y, and Z are going to be extremely difficult to pull off. So mm-hmm. uh, we should we should bring him on one of these shows and have him explain it much better because he he's so much closer to it than I am. Right. I just kind of hear the the very short story of what the difficulties would be. Kyle is on yeah. three for, for Kyle, uh, what's up? You want to talk about this some more? Yeah, I've, I've thought it's an intriguing subject just because, you know, for a man cave, garage, or whatever else, I think it's an awesome idea, plus to give fans the ability to pick up their favorite, you know, rider's jersey and try to get it signed or autographed, whatever. But the thing I was curious about is, obviously, with graphic kits, they have all these sponsors listed on the graphics kit. Why isn't that an issue versus jerseys? I, I think it. Is. I think they do pay, though. 
I believe they yeah, do. Yeah, you have to pay royalties. There's a bunch. Yeah. That's a big issue in graphics too. There are only a handful of printers that have the rights to print the OEM logos. Yeah. If they don't, they but get is anybody, Is anyone actually enforcing that? If I, you have I think so. Graphics come the OEMs enforce I mean, it heavily. And JT, you guys have certainly probably been enforcing counterfeit stuff. You see it all the time on Instagram. Or uh, we have a we have a company that we pay. You know, that does that full-time. 24 hours a day, they yeah. literally chase down Chinese counterfeiters yeah. all the time. But I know, Kyle, from, from talking to graphic guys, they do have to pay uh, a logo uh, fee, for a licensing fee for every, you know, if they put the official team logos on there. Throttle jockey guys have to go through the same thing. It seems counterproductive to advertising. It's like if, if somebody wants to put Pulp MX stickers all over something, you're not going to charge them to use the logos because they're advertising for But if they're profiting from it, you probably would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. If they're profiting from it, it changes things. But no, I, I've, I've got tons of DMs. Hey, can I have your logo? Can I put your logo? My God, I'm always like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you're starting to make money off of it, then yeah, definitely. So, uh, thanks for the call, okay. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. I I'm with the email guy. Like, I think I make this happen. I think, I think it's really I'm cool. all for it. I mean, if there, yeah. there's a way that Max can do it and it's, you know, viable, and I, trust me, there's, it's not like right. I don't think it's a good idea. I've, every time I've ever brought it up, though, because right. we have, like I said on Monday, for open houses and stuff, it would be so awesome well, for the people to get those signed. It just, like, getting it going has been, it just sounds like it's next to impossible. So somebody told me, somebody close to Kenny told me that every weekend there's these knockoff number plates and knockoff mm-hmm. jerseys that fans bring to them, you know, like I guess they buy a Honda plate and they put they put a, um, you know, they put a, uh, a number on it, like the same font and everything. And Kenny yep. Kenny refuses to sign it. I guess you know whatever. Maybe him and Astafan, his agent, have talked. So he won't sign any of that replica stuff, knockoff stuff. Like I guess I don't know this, but apparently there's a whole market for this now. Oh yeah, well that, uh-huh. that's the whole thing. I, I think the bigger issue there is that people get those things signed, and then they create an eBay market. Yes. Um, yeah. That's the big problem, which they really right. don't want people to do because then they're selling knockoff items as authentic, but, and it just drags everybody's quality or perception of quality yeah. down. But, JT, for real, though, like we've seen like, so VIP program, that ones that you run, they mm-hmm. do very well. Uh, these bands are doing VIP programs. Uh, people are, are – like maybe – a $80 race jersey, like full decked out race jersey, a $100 fly jersey with all the logos because that's what it's going to take to license all the logos and pay it. Maybe that would sell, still sell for $100. Like, hey, this is the, this is the same jersey. Like, I know you talked about keeping it at a low price, but there might yeah. be a premium market out there that would buy that, would pay that kind well, of Well, just to give you an idea, so take a, take a race spec jersey that we have sublimated with sponsors yeah. and has the rider font and everything. That's probably in the range of three and a half times more expensive than mm-hmm. a normal jersey that we would sell. The right. same jersey yeah. with that it's in the catalog is about three and a half times more expensive. Yeah. So you're making you're going to make retail generally five times you know of that. Okay, um, so now we're eight times. Now we're eight 150, times. <laughs> 200 dollars, hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, probably. That mm-hmm. might be a stretch. Yeah, that that might that number might be a stretch for someone to pay for a jersey, but. I'm yeah, that, that's the unfortunate. That's not even yeah. counting royalties, you know. It yeah, just gets yeah. really difficult, and right. I, I think it's something we should continue to pursue. I'm I'm more yeah. than happy to to talk with Max more about it because I think if we can do it, it's great. I'm yeah. just I just get worried about the little yeah. details of making it happen. You're fighting everybody on Twitter. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> right. a, I think they think that I don't want to do it. Like I'm all for it. I think it's awesome. I would have killed. I, I, I also I, and I also think that they think it's your fault. It's your yeah. It's, right. <laughs> it's your the issue. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks. Enough talk about that for now. But thanks for uh, coming on. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See ya. Fly Racing Moto <laughs> 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. Maxis.com. Same tires that Alex Ray uses out there. Swap Moto Live's own Alex Ray. Uh, get products as well, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, wireless hour meters as well, and Pro Taper. Uh, a lot of guys using Pro Taper, including Troll Train. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Anton, hey, we have, what? We have split custody of Alex. He's, no. It's like, a, it's like a divorced family. Like, we get split custody. No, Alex talked to me at Anaheim, pulled me aside. He's like, hey, bro, Swap got me a practice bike. Swap got me this. Swap did this. You know, which like genuinely helped him out with his racing program. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so I'm going to run Swap Moto stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Like, like Swap really helped him way more than I do. I just make fun of the guy. So, you know, I'm fine. It's all love. Right. Everybody loves everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so Triple Crown this weekend. Where are you at with Triple Crowns two years in? I like them. Yeah. I think they're exciting, and that LCQ in the afternoon is like when they would throw a live deer into the lion pit at the zoo. <laughs> like, you have to watch it. It's the best shit of the whole weekend. Right, right. Uh, before we get too far into this, I want to give a shout-out to Paige Craig. She, she wanted me to – she was – she's on to that guy with the, with the vlog. She's angry about I that guy. I saw that. Yeah, so anyways. Um, okay, so – yeah, I, I like them. T- I like them too. Triple crowns are good. Uh, they should put the LCQs in the night show, one hundred percent. Right? Are you with me on that? Uh, no, I think the afternoon is good. The night show, it's, it would be too chaotic. No, you it know what wouldn't. I mean? That's a terrible take. I want to hang up on you right now. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because like, well, it would kind of go. It'd be counterproductive. Of you're trying to build all this hype, all this hype, all this hype. Of these are the best guys, but before we get to the best guys, we have to figure out really who are the best guys of these other twenty. Dude, nothing so, is exciting like, hey, everybody, only four are going. Watch. No, come early, get fucking wasted, have like ten nine dollar beers, go to the pits and watch uh, LQ. Like that's right. how they're gonna make the money. Yeah. All right, I, I guess. Okay, let's let's uh let's go to Reed on two. Reed, what's going on? Hey, um, before I get to my Barsha question, I just wanted to say that I do have a store used to sell pro circuit gear, so I can't fly to it. I mean, I don't want to bring you back to the topic, oh, but boy. it's been done. Uh, <laughs> they so it's just like full authentic, like did it have anything other than pro circuit on it? Because that would be just a... Like... Yeah, it had Monster, KMC, you oh, know, okay. all the logos. Didn't okay. have any of the, the numbers or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but, you but know, full... I had a full pro circuit helmet, jersey, pants. Okay. All right, interesting. I yeah, mean, so JT is fake people news. People have done it. Brands have fake done news, it. I JT. think it's just it's just a lot of moving parts, and especially because like when you get into a position like what Western is and fly and all these things, there's just it's a lot of moving pieces, and it would totally be a good idea because if you go to any other kind of auto racing, like Ferrari has a huge thing in F1 where everybody buys Ferrari or Red Bull stuff and things there. It's just we're in this weird position where we've never chased it that way. Even, like, sprint car and late model racing in the United States, like, everybody has sprint car T-shirts and team T-shirts and things like that. Like, it's weird that we sell team replica stuff so you can look like you work on the team when you don't, but you can't get the jersey. So yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Like Fox stuff for Honda, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the identical stuff. Yeah, no, good good call. All right, what's your question about Barsha? Okay, so my question for Barsha is great first two rounds and then a pretty mediocre third round. So is it time to hit the panic button, or are we still thinking he's, you know, possibly there for the championship? 
not uh, not panic button time. Come on, but but I think this weekend's big. Like, you know, we need to see him get back up in, into the mix for sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Anton? Yeah, he said the whoops were the biggest struggle, um, and there's a lot of whoops in these next few tracks. Like this one, especially, it's a long whoop pad. So he's got to get that figured out. Uh, I went to the Yamaha test track the other day, and they were doing quite a bit of testing to get that sorted out. A lot of suspension stuff. So I think he'll get that pretty figured in, like, you know, how that goes. But even when we were in Paris and he was on that, like, stock-looking uh, 450, he said even then, like, how I want the bike set up, it does taper off in the whoops a bit. So, so he's just got to okay. get over the whoops thing and go from there. But it's uh, not time to panic. Yeah, Reed, come on. Come on with the panic stuff. Do you want uh, pro taper tie-downs? Yeah, I'd love that. All right, stay on hold. We'll get you those, all right? They, they rule, by all the right. way. They're absolutely fantastic. Pro taper tie-downs, protaper.com. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show with Anton. Anton, uh, Forkner is 22 points down. Hold on. I had my math here, but I screwed it up. Is 22, it, yeah. 22 points down for Forkner. Is he out of this thing? Um, no, because there's a lot of races left to go. But Austin will have to be perfect, and he's never done that yet. And like you have to have every perfect race go on. Ferrandis has had his Mulligan race. You know he can't have any more issues like he had in St. Louis, or else he would be out again. And Cooper hasn't had an issue yet, so hopefully, you know, he would have to have a mistake, and then Forkner would have to be pretty consistent through these next few. You know, no whoops, crashes, no off-track excursions, no nothing. Two out of the three, yeah, yeah, two out of three. Forkner's made some big mistakes. Yeah. Um. Well, and also, there's no parity in this class, right? So we just lost the Jet, and Christian is is in the mix, but I don't feel he can beat – I don't feel like Christian could straight up beat Cooper and Ferrandez right now. Um, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think the, that Christian is a podium guy, and this isn't a knock on him. I just think that, like, the level is high right now. Right. So like, the level that Cooper and Ferrandez and Forkner are at – He's just not there yet. So he needs to show it, and he could. It's just he hasn't yet. Right. So, for, so Forkner's issues, besides keeping it together himself, he's got these two guys that it look like they're going to be on the box every weekend. Hey, and Forkner has not been, like, dominant fast like he was last year. Like, these are stiff competition, he, whereas last year it was just like a walk in the park well, until he crashed. How much do you think, and I know you're, I absolutely agree with you, but I just, I'm going to give the kid a little bit of a break because of the knee. Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. been off a long time. But, yeah, like he hasn't been as good. There's no way. No, it's just, and, I mean, the two big crashes he's had have been, like, spectacular. But I think overall, like, crashing issues have not been as big as last year because he went down hard at pretty much every race last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's kind of backed it down a little bit. So maybe he's found out, like, hey, if I go to 95% instead of 100%, I'm not as competitive. Like, I'm not running at the front, but I'm going to score points all the way through. And that's a mature right. outlook that he's not had before because he cra- he's always crashed in his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, with Forkner and his issues and Craig crashing and Jet crashing and all of that, if you're Mosman and Amar, you're looking at Hartraff's podiums and being like, "That could be me easily." But but they haven't. Mm-hmm. They haven't been close. It's, they haven't either guy really been close to getting on the box. Mosman's deal, like he, it's there. Like he has it there. He just makes these weird mistakes. Like to yeah. have to race every lap on Saturday night at Anaheim too is not what you want to do, especially when you're supposed to be a podium guy this year. But then he rallied to a fourth place finish in the main event, and that was good. It shows he's there. It's just like, hey, dude, you gotta pull this together. Uh, Alex has been so close the last two weeks. Like St. Louis, he was on Hartraft and finished within a second of him, 
and got fourth place. Uh, and then last week he was uh-huh. come on, uh, Anton. A couple more laps at St. Louis, I think. If you watch the last lap again, he was closed in. Quite I know, well. but I feel like Hartraff was like, "Hey, it's the last lap. I, uh, you know, I got, I'm going to get my well, first and they career had podium." And stuff like yeah, that yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I so, never felt like troll. I know he got closer, but in the real moments that counted from laps, you know, twelve to fourteen, fifteen, Hartraff pulled on him. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, um, yeah. And Hartraff thing, I mean, not to discredit the guy, right place, at the right time, two weeks in a row, yeah. and that's huge for him. I think that first one was like, oh, that's cool. And then the second one's like, oh, he's legit. Like, he really can yeah. do this week in and week out. Uh, what else has caught your eye in 250 class further back? Hayes? Uh, um, Hayes rode really well. Hayes is solid. People have not really expected this, I don't think, especially yeah. because he had a abort out of Australia with a shoulder injury. But this has been good. Uh, and then Auberson, a guy that didn't really ride the bike at all, was a last-minute fill-in for Osby on the Gas Monkey team. Yeah. He's been good. Yeah. You know, he's he's steadily progressed every year that he's been in the U.S., and this has been very, very good results for him. Um, those are like two guys that you really can't sleep on. And it's interesting that, you know, Hayes is the top-ranked Husky rider in the point standings over Mosman, you know, and on a way different program. Yeah, absolutely. That, I, Hayes that has shows been, what he's capable of. Yeah, Hayes has been solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, because I just have to say this because I know everybody's talking about it, I don't really – or see Christian and Ferrandis like getting into this again. Uh, I was at the Geico test track on Tuesday and talked to Christian a little bit. Nothing good is going to come out of him going and going for like Wild West Justice on Ferrandis now because like what's it accomplish? It's over. Like you guys have said you apologize to each other. Everything's good. Everybody said stop like going after each other to fans on the internet. So why would you go clean somebody out and then throw more gas on the fire that's already almost out? Like <sighs> I don't see this becoming – I don't see this – he might race him like a little high and a little tight, but it's not going to be like, boom, on the ground, break well, over. He needs to. If he gets a chance, he needs to put him down. That's how this sport's always worked, you know, forever. So uh, whatever. Christian doesn't isn't like that. He's a nice guy. He doesn't ride like that. But, man, if, I got a, if I'm Christian and I got a chance, you know, to do it legally – Mm-hmm. Not T-bone, not none of that bullshit. Just legally put a hard block pass on the guy and try to take him down. I do it every time. You could, yeah, you could totally like run him high. Like you could make it count, but yeah, it's not going to be like how all of these goons are just like break his leg. Oh, like, yeah, dude, no, yeah. Christian is a guy that's almost had his career taken away multiple times due to injuries. He's not going to do that to somebody else. That's just stupid. Yeah, no, I agree on that. And yeah, he's 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 better than that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and then. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing. And really, like, you talked about this earlier in the week. We talked about it on our podcast. That If you really, like, take five steps back and you look at all the different layers of this thing, of, like, Coker being Christian's brother at Star, so that's one thing, and then the DV relationship, Jet and Ferrandis are both managed by Wasserman, you know, Myrtle and then Button. So, like, there's a lot of interconnected things of how close this sport really is. So. It's good that they defused the situation as quick as they did because if it was other people, I don't think it would have gone as well. Jimmy it Bunch, would have been like a bloodbath. Jimmy Bunch should get his social media taken away. I'm not going to say anything on that. Okay, well, I haven't read enough of. I haven't read enough of it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, look, I get it. He's your guy. I get it. But don't try to sell us on this bullshit. Like you're his agent. Just look at it. Just be unbiased a little bit. That's all. Or don't say anything. That's all. Anybody? Yeah, that's an agent deal. Uh, well, that's fine. But have some integrity as an agent, and integrity means being honest. And and he didn't have that with that whole thing. So, yeah, spare me on that. Um, anybody who's got to take other than Ferrandis made a bad move should just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you agree? 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's it. Like, not dirty. He admitted not, it. Yeah, not dirty, not, uh, you know, not uh, suspendable, not findable, none of that stuff. Just a bad move, a dumb move on Ferrandis' part. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the take on it. And there should mm-hmm. be no other. There should be no other take. And so. honestly, and like, if you are a fan and you think you're going to go set at the star rig and like heckle people this weekend, you're a goon. <laughs> Do you think that would happen? I 100% know that's going to happen. Uh. You know how people are. Yeah. Like, think about, like, when Dabble, like, think going to Glendale a few years ago, and Martine had his whole issue, and people made T-shirts and signs and all that shit, and, like, hung out. It's like, I get it, but at the same time, too, it's like, be a little bit better than that. Like, you being vocal about your opinion doesn't change anything. It's already over. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I just, yeah. I mean, that's fandom in in 2020. I think whether it's the NFL or or Supercross or whatever, that's what it is, man. Everybody, Mm -hmm. politics... Everybody is so harsh. Everybody is so assholes. I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. It's a it's a greater societal question, problem. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Our, 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 do you think? Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you think that with the way these last three races have gone, we pretty much see like where the ranking order is in the 250 class? Like we know now, and it's not as uh, unpredictable as the 450 classes now. Yes, I agreed. It's not as deep. It's not as it's not as good as I thought it was, to be honest. It's a little different. Like I think that. Um, I mean, troll train and figured, troll train and Mosman are factory riders. Like let's pull together. And they could make it interesting, but they just haven't yet. No, no, and I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. But like, let, come on, guys, let's pull it together. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like you're on a fact. Like a factory two fifty to me is a big difference. Is a big help um, in that class, and uh, so you need to you need to stand out. And, and mm-hmm. you know, but I, I haven't seen those guys do it. So, and now we lost. Yeah. The, and now we lost the jet. Mm-hmm. You're pushing this hard. What the jet hard? The jet. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> hey, filthy got that troll train. I know filthy. You did. I mean, I know. I've got these things to stick. So, um, I mean, it's not vac- exactly very original. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. So, all right, Anton, um, you're going this weekend, right? Every race, I'll be there uh, tomorrow. I'll drive out. Yeah, I'll be at every race this year. So. We'll be hanging out. Um, the only other thing to say is, like, really watch that 450 LTQ on Saturday because it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of guys that are uh, not going to make the cut. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't see how Chad doesn't line up in that LCQ again. Like, he just, his speed hasn't been there, so I don't know how he's going to make it. He'll be in that thing again. Got to be top 18 in qualifying. Yeah. And, and even then, like... He hasn't even been close to a, top 18, I don't think. And that's a big ask. Like, that's hard. And this is going to be one of those tracks that there's not a lot to separate guys, yep. I don't think. They're going to be maxed out. Yep. No, Brees, the Brees Cunningham A-Ray group is... Reed group is going to be sweating it out. 100%. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, all right, Anton. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the uh, the time. Swap Moto Live. Please go there, check it out. Podcast, stories, photo- photo- photography, all of that. Um, we'll see you this weekend at Glendale, man. Thanks, Mathis. All right, see you. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody. Jason Thomas, Anton, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Thank you, Get. Thank you, Pro Taper. Thank you, Maxis. Thanks, Tits. Yeah, buddy. We'll see everybody next week.